you know, you can have all of this math just right. You can have everything just perfect. But if you can't tell your story in a way that gets people to remember it and share it with others and feel the passion and how you're going to change the world, it doesn't do you any good. So like, that's what's so fun about this job. This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem and the Rocky Mountain region, the founders, funders, and contributors, and the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital. Our guest today is Bailey Evans. Bailey is the director of G-Beta Cheyenne, which is a free seven-week accelerator for early-stage companies with local roots. G-Beta is one of the programs of Generator, which is an accelerator program headquartered in Madison, Wisconsin, and has locations in over 46 cities across the U.S. In this episode, Bailey is going to talk to us about one of those locations, as I mentioned previously, in the Rocky Mountain West, and that's the G-Beta program in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hi, Bailey. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Les. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So to start off, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you, your background, and how you ended up in Cheyenne, Wyoming? Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. So yeah, I grew up in the Denver area. So big city, basically suburbs of Denver. Went to high school there and grew up there. And I ended up in college for, I actually started out in college for technical theater. So I was going to be a stage manager and a lighting designer. And I was going to be the person up in the booth, you know, making all the magic happen and and still sometimes wish that I was. <laughs> it was, it was a great, great fun for a long time, but I decided to transition to actual true stories instead of, you know, made up stories. So I switched to journalism and went to Colorado State University. Don't tell too many people in Wyoming that because they'll give me, they'll give me a lot of grief over <laughs> <laughs> going to CSU. I won't tell anyone and I'm sure no one if no I'm sure listening. no one from Wyoming is listening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I think hopefully they'll forgive they'll forgive me for my previous transgressions. But anyway, I forgive yeah, you, I, Bailey. I forgive thank you. you. Yeah, I lived in Fort Collins for a while, went to CSU, got my journalism degree, and then ended up getting a job at the Cheyenne, Wyoming newspaper. So it was only about an hour commute. So I actually lived in Fort Collins and wrote for the Wyoming Tribune Eagle for a year or so. And then my my husband and I decided, well, I don't think we were married at that point, but we, we moved to Cheyenne and I made it home and, you know, got married, started a family. We've got kids here now. We've been here for 12-ish years. It's definitely home now, definitely have the, the roots here in Cheyenne. But yeah, I started out at, at a, as a reporter for a few years for the local paper and I had the, they called it the puppies and pageants beat back then, which was like the general assignment I didn't really write. I mean, I wrote about all kinds of stuff like <laughs> puppies and trees and, <laughs> you know, beauty pageants. And, but it's I also so got to fun, write about, though. oh, I know, yeah. it was great. There's something special about that. I love it, especially like, you know, small, it, smaller town, smaller, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, it was really fun. And it, it's where they put the cub reporters, you know, you get to write about all kinds of stuff. And so I wrote about all those kinds of things. I also really loved writing about business you know, entrepreneur, new businesses in town and things like that. So I got a little bit of exposure there and, you know, just, just a wide variety of things that I got to do. So I did that for a few years. Then I moved into the nonprofit fundraising world. So I worked for a couple of nonprofits in town, the Boys and Girls Club and the Animal Shelter, and got to do a lot of storytelling through a fundraising lens for a while there. So I got to kind of pull at the heartstrings of our of our donors and tell the stories of the organizations that we were that I was working for and did that for a, another number of years and then started doing content writing more more writing specific work which was kind of what my 
degree was in, although I ended up being a copywriter, which is quite different than being a journalist, but it was great fun. I wrote for Sierra Trading Post for a few years doing copywriting. So I got to write about skis and snow boots and, you know, these wool socks are better than those wool socks and things like that for a while, which was good. Got a good experience with things like um, digital marketing and SEO and terms, you know, terms like that and that role. And then I got to do copywriting for the Wyoming Business Council for a while, which is kind of what led me into the role that I have now. And so I wrote, you know, the Wyoming Business Council is the state's economic development agency. So I got to write about all kinds of economic development things, <laughs> like, you know, different businesses in town, different trends, different patterns. I wrote newsletters, and, you know, Facebook posts and press releases and things like that for the agency there. And, and then this job at Generator came open and I thought, surely I'm not qualified to work for a, a VC fund essentially, but why not go for it? Then turns out that this wide sort of winding road that I've had in my career is, is actually just what they were looking for. They wanted someone that had a, a wide network, lots of people that they had met along the way and, and were comfortable making a lot of introductions. I get to be kind of a air traffic controller is what is a good way to describe it now. And behind the scenes, things happen, which is really fun. So I love it. It's, you know, it's such a great story. And I, I think there's, there's so many threads of, of your story that I think are similar to so many, not, not only folks that are you know, running programming, accelerator, incubator programming like yourself, but also it's it's so common to founders, you know, it's like uh, this unbelievable, unique background of like, you know, all, all kind of pinball machine, kind of like my background, same thing. But it's like, then one day, it all makes sense when you look backwards, right? Uh, yeah, it's really, it's been really kind of fun because, you know, Generator, I, I guess they saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself yet, which was, you know, I can pull all these strings together and, and connect yeah. dots and, like I said, be kind of an air traffic controller, like, oh, I see someone over there that you should talk to, or I've met this person, or I've met this person, and it's just kind of helped, helped gel this whole ecosystem together a little bit. So that's what I get to do, and it's, it's great fun. Well, and speaking of that, the common thread, I, as I see it, is really, I mean, you, you are a storyteller, and, and also, I didn't even know prior to, prior to this, this, this episode about the, the theater background, too, but <laughs> to me, you know, like, that's how, we, Bailey and I met about a year ago, and that's how I really got to know you and got to know the ecosystem. I was in a Slack channel, a regional tech Slack channel, and you started talking, you started telling the story about Wyoming and startups and tech, and I said, huh, you kind of got me. That's interesting. And then- <laughs> And then before I knew it, you know, we were talking and you got you got me connected to a whole bunch of people in the in the Wyoming ecosystem. So tell me tell me about that ecosystem. Like in particular, there's so much going on. I remember you gave me this list of people to meet. It was unbelievable. It was like the who's who of Wyoming tech. What's going on? What's going on in Wyoming? You know, it's a really I would say exciting time to be kind of keeping an eye on Wyoming right now. I like to say that you're going to see us become the the most improved player <laughs> in this area, which means, you know, most improved players often have to start near the bottom. And so that's kind of where we've been. And I mean, there's just no secret to it. it I think Wyoming ranks 50th or 51st, even maybe behind Puerto Rico in terms of <laughs> access to capital in, in the country. So, you know, Wyoming has just not been that kind of sandbox, not that kind of ecosystem for a while. And not for lack of trying, there's lots of people here working on it and offering all these kinds of options, but you know, lack of density of people, it, it plays a part in, in this whole world. So I would say if you're keeping an eye on Wyoming, Keep your uh, keep your most improved player 
trophy handy because I think you're going to see it. And and yeah, so Generator entered into, so the G-Beta Cheyenne program, although it's called G-Beta Cheyenne, is actually a statewide program for the whole state of Wyoming. So, so we get to work with entrepreneurs and mentors and investors from all over the state. And yeah, it's definitely, I would say Generator's presence has sort of a little bit of a fire in terms of options in Wyoming. Venture capital and, you know, professional investment has certainly never been denied to Wyoming, but it's never really been of, well, I don't know. I can't really say it. It's never been a viable option, but like in recent history, it's just been a hard, a hard option to choose in terms of how you're going to fund your startup in Wyoming. So I think we're getting a, an ecosystem. We're filling a gap in an ecosystem and and really it's kind of like adding a, a necessary ingredient to the whole recipe, because of course it takes a lot of different ingredients to, to build a whole meal <laughs> and so yeah, sure. options and, and we're just kind of you know we're, we're putting in the the baking soda that's been missing from the cookie recipe you know it's just like yeah, the, the one yeah. the, the small but maybe important or even large but important piece that that you need so speaking of i'll stick with your analogy because i love it but like <laughs> when you want to make something you also have to go to the store and get the ingredients and if the store is you know a hundred miles away it's sometimes hard but yeah. i think one of the things one of the things our listeners might be fascinated about is a quick geography lesson similar to your journey started in denver you know fort collins then cheyenne i think a lot of people wouldn't really realize how close you know did the secrets out on denver boulder but like if you if you trace up from colorado springs up through this colorado corridor like Cheyenne is right there. Yeah. I mean, you guys are right on the, you know, right on the corridor. How is that? How have you sort of been able to pull from, you know, kind of the established ecosystem in, in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. So if you ask anyone in Cheyenne, or at least the people who are paying attention, they'll say we're the Northern tip of the front range because, mm -hmm. you know, it goes Colorado Springs, Denver, Boulder off to the West a little bit, and then, you know, Fort Collins. And then Cheyenne is really only 10 miles or so North of the Colorado border. So we play in the same the same geography, really. But Cheyenne has the benefit of fewer people in terms of traffic, and you know we've got we've yeah. got a we've we've got a place in Wyoming where people are, especially I think post COVID, are looking for more space. They're looking for more literal breathing room. <laughs> and right. So like Wyoming has become a place where people are considering either moving or headquartering a company, or or you know there's just lots of options in Wyoming. So. And lots of space to spread out. So I think it's definitely the geography, although it has its downsides, it also has some really positive, positive aspects to it as well. And people in Wyoming also like to say Wyoming is one small town with really, really, really long streets. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, sure? you know, there's like 600,000 or so people in the whole state. And, and yeah, to get from Cheyenne to the next closest town besides Fort Collins, you know, it's an hour or so to Laramie, but it's two and a half hours to Casper. So, you know, and that's why it's a statewide program and we do it virtually so that we can have like you came to our, our virtual pitch night and we'll, we'll plan to keep it kind of a hybrid system that way so that we can invite people from, you know, Sheridan and Jackson and those places where they can't necessarily spend eight hours in the car to come to a pitch night. So we'll keep yeah. it virtual like that. But yeah, there's, there's pros and cons to the geography, but I'm definitely, oh, and then I'm sorry, I'm rambling a bit, but your other part of your question was how do we, how do we kind of tap into that front range network established ecosystem? What's great about Generator and what I think Wyoming has been sort of lacking until, or, you know, up until now has been a lot of the economic development programs are funded, you know, for the state, like by the state, for the state, by taxpayers. So they have to put kind of a border around the state of Wyoming. They have to say like, you know, the, the companies and the mentors and the investors all have to be in Wyoming in order for this to make sense 
for a taxpayer money, you know, taxpayer payer funded money. Generator is not funded. So what's nice about it is it's a local program. I'm local. I'm in Cheyenne. I try to get as many local mentors as I can. All of the companies come from Wyoming, but I can also reach outside of our borders for investors and for mentors and reach into the, the much broader generator network. Like you said, 40 some communities around the country that I can all have their own networks and I get to tap into all of those. And and yeah, folks like you, people like Techstars in Boulder have come to, to our investor meetings, people in Montana, people in Utah and Colorado. So I get to play kind of the, the best of both worlds in that sense. Yeah. It takes a village or a state or a whole region, basically. A whole region. Yeah. 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 It's cool. What about, I'd love to, I definitely want to dive into your programming at, at G-Beta. Before that though, let's, let's talk kind of at the Cheyenne level, some of the stuff going on there with Array and meeting uh, ET, that's Eric, Eric Throbridge. Throbridge, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eric Throbridge. But I, I was just amazed with, with just some of the activities. Can you just kind of describe just the local Cheyenne ecosystem and everything going on there? Yeah, yeah. Cheyenne is a really interesting ecosystem. We are, of course, the capital of Wyoming. So this is a, a very largely government town. It's not, I wouldn't say, it's not not entrepreneurial, but I would say that there are more, it's a, it's a tougher ecosystem than, say, Laramie, where the university is, or even like Sheridan, where there's a really great community college. And, you know, same with Casper. And, and Jackson, of course, is a huge entrepreneurial hub for our state. Cheyenne is, is I will, you know, it, it's working on it. <laughs> we need options in our state. We, of course, there's lots of opportunities and entrepreneurs in, in Cheyenne. But that's, again, another benefit to the program that I run, which is being statewide. I can, I can kind of tap into all of the state. And I think part of what will help the whole state is just seeing this happening in our state. You know, like sometimes you have an entrepreneur that doesn't even know that's what they are yet, right? So they don't necessarily look for the programs that that can be provided to them. But if they see them happening and they think, you know, I've been sitting on this great idea for for a year or two and and there's this program and so they can jump into it. So I like like I said earlier, I think we're gonna start seeing more and more activity in Cheyenne and, and really throughout the state. That's awesome. And and I know, you know, just for our listeners also to emphasize outside of Cheyenne and the good things there, you mentioned it briefly, but I mean, there's what, there's Impact 307, which mm-hmm. is kind of focused on Laramie at the, at the University of Wyoming, right? But then also some satellite office programs as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's it's I'm not plugged into that network especially well, but I do know that yeah, Impact 307 has been in Laramie for quite some time and I believe just recently is now starting to really branch out. Well, I think they've been in, they've had a couple of satellites like in, in Sheridan, but now they're they're going to have an uh, a presence more at more of the community colleges and more across the state too. So, yeah, that program is also growing and doing well and again, more opportunities, more options for people. Yeah. So there's programming, there's yeah. founders, there's mentors, there's people. What about access to capital? Like, are there found, are, are yeah. founders getting funded? Like, what's going on in that vein? Yeah, definitely another opportunity for most improved player, right? <laughs> investors, mm-hmm. every entrepreneur in the state of Wyoming will tell you that it is difficult to find investors in Wyoming. And that's just true. It, it just is for, for a lot of reasons. But there, that it, again, I think is, is changing. It's growing. It's a big ball that we're trying to get pushed so that we can have the momentum going. But there is impact or there's um, Breakthrough 307, which has done some great deals. That's run out of Casper. There's a couple other options in terms of, you know, angels. There's like the Silicon Color group in Jackson. So there are a few, but when you look at the density of those opportunities in say Boulder, it's definitely not the same <laughs> in Wyoming sure. 
which is why it's so important that it, this is, you know, it's important for Wyoming anyway, that we look at this regional approach and that we can start the ball rolling by getting some outside capital essentially. And then hopefully start letting people realize that there is deal flow here. There are entrepreneurs here. There's people here doing cool things. And then we can get some more investors to, to pay attention here too. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. It just, sometimes it just takes getting that flywheel spinning. I mean, I would say yeah. even, even, uh, you know, five or six years ago, you could probably say the same thing about Montana, you know, like 50 or 51, it was, it was neck and neck with Wyoming every year, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, it's, it's changed now. And so I, yeah. I commend you and all the great people in the state of Wyoming that are working to change it there as well. And I, I believe, I mean, our firm spent, you know, I think we've, we've been on like five or six trips there over the past six, okay. six to eight months. And We've looked at a lot of great companies. Yeah. So I, I think I, I, I believe that we're going to see change. We're already starting to see it there. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. think so too. And I think generator sees it, of course, generator. So the way our program works, which and maybe I'm jumping the gun on one of your questions, but it's, it's a sponsorship model program. So sp- generator will stand up programs where we have sponsors. And so in this case, Microsoft sponsored our, our G beta Wyoming, G beta Cheyenne program. And so Generator sees the potential in Wyoming as well as being one of those, you know, most improved opportunities. They are they are investing resources here. We are looking at expanding into other areas as well within the state. So like, you know, just other other opportunities, other programs that there's opportunities to bring to Wyoming. So yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of people are keeping an eye on it. And I've I've heard from a lot of investors outside of Wyoming say things like, oh yeah, we've been kind of keeping an eye on Wyoming, just kind of waiting for waiting for something, like you said, the fly, flywheel to kind of start spinning and getting some momentum going. And so I think having a program like this in our state is, is helping to do that. That's great. So speaking of the program, tell me about it. How does it work? How does, is this a typical, is, is the Cheyenne, is the G-Beta Cheyenne program typical of most of the G-Beta programming or is this unique? No, it's, it's pretty typical. So G-Beta, there's, like you said, I think there's 30 or so G-Betas running in different markets around the country, and they're all sponsored in different ways. So sometimes it's a it's a university that's looking to, you know, sponsor entrepreneurs on their campus or, or in the community where their campus is located. Sometimes it's economic development agencies, government agencies that are sponsoring the program, and sometimes it's corporations, like in our case where Microsoft wants to be a good neighbor in, in Wyoming. They have the data centers here in Cheyenne and they, they just have a stake in seeing Wyoming thrive in terms of workforce and an opportunity. Um, so they sponsor this. And yeah, it, in our case, it's an industry agnostic program. So in, any, you know, manufacturing software companies, beverage companies, food and, you know, food and beverage, companies, lots of different opportunities. And that's true for most G beta markets that it's industry agnostic. However, we also have a few that are industry specific and geography agnostic. So we have like a med tech program that recruits oh. from across the country. And we have like an ag tech program, things like that, that are specific to an industry, but can recruit from across the country. So different ways that different sponsors prefer to have their program. And it kind of depends on how the sponsor wants to run it. That's awesome. And, and how, so, so I've met some of the senior leadership at Generator before at, at one of the GAN events. Really fast. I mean, it's one of the most, it's pro, I, would, I would argue it's one of the best, uh, most kind of well-known or successful accelerator programs in the country. Unique that it started in Madison, yeah. uh, Wisconsin, right? But yeah. what, what, what's been your experience with having that sort of a, a mothership to, to kind of keep keep you on up on best practices and things. Yeah, it's been it's been so great because their entire mission, our entire mission 
is to bring this kind of programming and, and capital access to middle America, right? Like it exists on the coasts already. So they're working to bring it into places like Madison. We've got a program in Beloit, Wisconsin, like tiny town in Wisconsin. And there's like Cheyenne, Wyoming. And there's, you know, there's Is that the cheese, bigger... the cheese accelerator in Beloit, Wisconsin? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm teasing. I should, that's not even fair to say. That's no, cool. They, that's they cool. Would, they would own that. They would own that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But there's also larger markets. We've had um, programs in Houston. We've had some in in Cleveland and in Detroit and like we've had some bigger markets as well but but the whole idea of course is just to spread out that that opportunity into the so-called flyover states the middle america states so it's been really great the playbook if you will that that generator provides is very middle america friendly they understand mm-hmm. we understand that that the playbook is different in Wyoming than it will be in in Silicon Valley so it's been really great yeah they they've had they've got it pretty well figured out although man we're learning every day <laughs> so much to learn still so yeah and and what about for our our entrepreneurs that may be listening that are kind of on the fence oh should i do an accelerator should i not like what what advice would you give to them how how do you make that decision to to, to sign up for a program like g beta yeah well for g beta it's especially easy because there's no fees there's no equity exchange it's a completely free program so like there's really no downside to it, except that you're going to work really hard for a few weeks with most entrepreneurs. <laughs> that, that's one of those downsides that if you're not willing to do it, maybe you should not be an entrepreneur. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. If, if it's okay. the hard work that's turning you away from it. Then, yeah. uh, <laughs> Good self-selector there. Yeah. 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 yeah so G-Beta is like you mentioned earlier, it's a seven week program. It's completely free. It's sponsored by Microsoft for, for the state of Wyoming. So, so entrepreneurs, founders pay nothing to participate. They just apply we pick five teams at a time and run through the program twice per year. So 10 total in a year, five at a time. And, you know, we, our goal at G-Beta is that at least a third of our graduates will go on to raise a professional investment round. So the VC round and of at least 50,000. So like that's a small round. That's a, a relatively small percentage. You might think that's kind of small, but the whole purpose of G-Beta really is to help founders decide which path is right for them. Like we're not trying to force anybody down any path. You apply for G-Beta, we're going to tell you all the things that we like about VC and we're going to tell you all the things that might be a downside for you for VC. So they can pick after that what what path is right for them. So it's a really an educational opportunity. Plus they get plugged into this enormous network of not only mine but of the 40 some G-Betas around the country plus all of our equity programs plus everything else that we run through generator. So they really get an awesome network that way. So truly there's, there's not much downside to it in terms of G beta. Now, of course, if you were going to participate in an equity based accelerator, you would need to choose does the term, do the terms make sense for you? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to raise a round? It can be costly. You, yeah, it can be. Yeah. And, it, and it might not always make sense for every, for every um, right. entrepreneur or every stage of company. So, but yeah, that's, that's something that you have to research and kind of do, do that on your own and, and decide is this a company that I'm going to, you know, hold on to complete control over and hand down to my kids one day? And, you know, that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Path. Exactly. Um, you can be a very successful, very wealthy person doing it just that way. VC but they're two very different paths. Just two different yeah. paths. Yep. Yeah. Two different paths and two different personality uh, types. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, I, I, you know, when I think about for our, our founders that may be listening, like this is one of the most important questions to consider before you get on the path of raising is like, is this what's right for me? So it sounds like that's where you hit it. You hit the question head on because it's it's not as easy as just answering that question, right? It takes seven weeks to really understand oh, man. all of the ins and outs of it, right? Yeah. And if, 
And I wish I could say that at the end of seven weeks, it's a very clear path forward for everyone. It's, it's still not a lot of time. Still not clear. Still not always clear. Um, but at least they've come out of the program with, with some education and they, they speak the language. They know the lingo. They know how yes. to, you know, they, they know what it means when someone says, send me a term sheet or, you know, or they have a pitch that they can, that they can pitch to somebody, whether it's a VC or, or an angel or anyone else. So yeah, there's there's definitely it's a whole it's a whole world and a whole language. I'm still learning it myself, but it's it's the it's the kind of thing you can teach. Like there's different parts yeah. of this journey that are teachable and different parts that are, you know, more more personality and and kind of nature versus nurture. So, it, it's all a, it all comes together. Well, I got to tell you too, another thing I really admired about when I when I came to the live event, which was not this most recent cohort, but the previous cohort, mm-hmm. I mean, it was really more than anything. It wasn't, it was a pitch night, but it wasn't, it wasn't entrepreneurs pitching for dollars. It was more like a celebration. It was more yeah. like a, a performance. It probably, you got this from your theater background, right? I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah. is this where it came from? But t- tell me about the demo day or what do you guys, do you guys call even call it that? Or? Pitch night. Yeah. So, Pitch night. Okay. And I think that's, what's really cool about our program too, is there is no contest. It's not, it's not a, it's not a grant contest. There's no money at the end of pitch night. So that's, that's what you, you picked up on exactly what it is, which is really just a celebration of finishing the program for one thing, which is something to celebrate, but also a chance to invite your friends and your family and your community to come and support you and hear what you're doing and become a cheerleader for you and, you know, see what that's how the battle as as you surely know is like getting people talking about what you're doing like oh i heard about this really cool company that's doing this really cool thing so the more we can get these these founders out in front of people not necessarily always for money but just for for the chance to showcase what they're up to can be really valuable and that particular night was so i don't know what the right word is it was just it was fantastic because it was the first event back that generator had had after basically close not closing but like going completely virtual right um, for, for covid issues and so this was like the one of the very first events back both in cheyenne and generator wide back in person oh and, i didn't know that oh it was it yeah. was there was an energy in the room <laughs> that definitely was, that was definitely there and it was just such a great reminder of the power of just putting smart people and and driven people in the same room and like letting them build things. <laughs> and it was just so much fun to, to be a part of it and kind of see it happening around you. It's just really cool. Yeah. Well, for anybody, any, anybody listening that doesn't believe anything we're saying, I would say go to the next pitch night because yeah. it's a cherry on top of like all the awesome stuff and energy that's going on in, in Wyoming right now. So yeah, Thanks. it's yeah, definitely it's worth it. Fun. <laughs> what, 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 to rewind a little bit into the program, like what, 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 what can founders expect? Like, tell me a little bit about the kind of the weekly the individualized coaching and mentorship that happens yeah. in the program. Yeah, sure. So, so we spend the first six weeks on, it's a really mentorship heavy mentorship driven program. So it's a similar style that most accelerators run. I would say there's not a, you know, it's mentorship for week for a few weeks. We do a lunch and learn once a week, which is actually open to anyone. So it's, our, our teams, our cohort comes to the same webinar, Lunch and Learns, and we open that up to the public. So anyone in Wyoming, anyone anywhere can come to any of our Lunch and Learns. And we cover topics like, let's see, like how to characterize your competition, how to find your competition and how to make yourself stand out from them and how to put that into a chart, into an executive summary, you know, like a two pager on your company. We talk about how to find your comparables, how to compare your company as if you were 
you know, in a real estate situation. And then we talk about things like how to how to best position your team, you know, your founding team for, you know, what what gaps maybe are missing in your founding team and, you know, things like that. The basics of, of how to how to yeah. entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. In the first few weeks. And then we also do a mentor swarm, which is where we put so I have five teams at a time, five founding teams at a time. I'll find five new mentors for them each week. And I sort of speed dating style, rotate them through Zoom rooms for a few minutes, 20, 20 minutes or so with each introduction. It's not exactly mentoring. Like there's not a lot of mentoring you can do in 20 minutes. It's, it's really a lot of networking opportunities. So you may meet someone and then continue that relationship later. But the idea being just to meet as many people, get as much practice as you can talking about your company and what you're doing and what you're building. And then we also do what we call team meetings, which are one-on-one meetings with me and with other generator staff or others that I feel like, or they feel like they want to meet and talk to. And we work on things like, you know, how to get that 20% month over month growth. Like what does that actually look like on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? How many new reach outs, how many new customer calls do you have to do in order to get 20% of them to convert (laughs) to sales? Because, you know, there's all these things like you need 20% month over month growth. Cool. Like that's a checkbox. But like, how do you actually do that in practice? Do you have a CRM? <laughs> do you right. have a way that you're keeping track of all of these things? So things like that, that. So we work on things like that. And then, and then of course, the pitch, which is my favorite part of being, you know, the storyteller, storyteller in me, which is, you know, you can have all of this math just right. You can have everything just perfect. But if you can't tell your story in a way that gets people to remember it and share it with others and feel the passion and how you're going to change the world. It, it, it doesn't do you any good. So like, that's, what's so fun about this job is it's like, yeah, there's math and there's numbers and there's term sheets and there's all this stuff, but like equally important is the, the people skills and the following up with, with the other humans that you're meeting and you know, things like that. So critical. Yeah. So critical, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, once again, like it's no surprise to me why, you know, you got this job. It's so, because seriously, like the storytelling is 95% of seed stage founders. It's like identifying and connecting with other human beings that are going to believe you and trust in you. Cause what else are you measuring at this point? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, it's the story stages. is 95% of it. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in these early stages, you know, especially as you're talking to angels and things like that, it, it's handshake deals a lot of times. Like, yeah, they want to see your, they want to see your data room. They want to see what hey. you're up to. But is like, that how these Wyoming investors are doing it? Thing. No term sheet, just handshakes. <laughs> well, spit, on the, spit, on, spit on the hand and shake and we got a deal. Cool I know, that. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Yeah, maybe not teasing. quite that. But no, there I'm is teasing. a lot of that going on, and, you know, in, course, in, some, yeah. in some respect. Yeah, especially in these early stages because... I think I was listening to you talk uh, in your podcast with, you know, the Rileys. (laughs) Yeah, Riley, Pat Riley and Riley Flynn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were saying the same, the same sort of things about like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all in these early stages, you're taking a bet on a person more than you are a company. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have, they have the kindling and they have the the campsite, but they don't have the fire yet. (laughs) So there's, there's no proof there or there's, there's, there's almost proof. (laughs) Right. So yeah. you're taking a bet on these people. So yeah, it's a huge part. It's a huge, and if an entrepreneur ever gets tired of telling their story and talking about their passions, then it's not necessarily a passion, <laughs> you know, right. and that's, that's what we've worked through a lot in, in some of this stuff, or it is a passion, but you need a teammate that can talk about it, you know, sure. ad nauseum. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what about, you know, I've, I've been super impressed with the events I've been to the people I've met. I mean, the, the mentors, they really, it's unbelievable in Wyoming. The people that I don't know if they just come out of the woodwork or if they yeah. like 
or that they're there for the lifestyle, but like, where do you find the mentors? Because I've been super impressed with some of the folks I've met. I would say, surprisingly, that's the easiest part of my job is getting people in Wyoming to say, yes, I will come and and talk to these entrepreneurs and, and tell them my background and introduce them to people that I know. Wyoming, I think, is generally, and and really the whole region, but you know, there's a camaraderie when you're in Wyoming because there's not very many of us. <laughs> so to, to find a company that, you know, is growing and that you want to see doing well in, in Wyoming, yeah, people are going to support that. Heck yeah, they're here to, to sign and they'll sign up to, to do whatever they can. So any entrepreneur that's seen some success in Wyoming wants to pay that forward as well as they can. Anyone that has built a network of people that can be helpful wants to pay that forward. And, and yeah, there's just, there's definitely, you know, there's a, it's a tight knit group across this giant, giant state of ours. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it hasn't been a hard sell to get people to come out, come out and help. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think we'll go into deep on this topic today, but I know probably a lot of, this is our first kind of feature of anyone in Wyoming on the, <laughs> on the podcast. I do want to at least ask the question because a lot of people are probably curious about it. And that is, mm-hmm. What's going on with just generally with crypto ah, in yeah. Wyoming? Why is there so much buzz? Why is oh my goodness. everyone so excited about crypto in Wyoming? Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought it up. I, I'm not the best person to talk about it, but I can tell you that Wyoming has created a lot of laws and legislation or actually sort of like a, a lack of laws and legislation. You know, they've they've made it very easy for crypto blockchain type companies to headquarter here or, you know, domicile here, make their, make their, uh, their home, I suppose, in Wyoming and try things and see what works and, and sort of sandbox it and see, see how it works. There's in fact, just this week, there's a new thing called the chancery court in Wyoming again. Oh, did that finally, that finally got official this week. Yeah. What timing. I know it's been it's been a long time in the making. I would love to connect you to the person who can actually speak with intelligence about how this is all going to work. Matt Kaufman. Matt Kaufman is the guy. Yeah, Matt, if you're listening, an invite (laughs) is coming. I'm going to reach out to him anyway. He needs to be on the podcast for sure. He should absolutely be on the podcast. But yeah, this, this Chancery Court is going to set precedent and allow Wyoming to basically do, from what I understand, do what Delaware did when it comes to you know incorporating a company specific yep. to blockchain. And so it's, it's, it's a big deal. And yeah, a lot of companies, Matt will tell you a lot of blockchain and, and crypto digital asset type companies, more than keeping an eye on Wyoming, they're, they're, they're signing up. <laughs> they're sending yeah. in their, 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 their incorporation Re- documents and things. So really cool. Su- super yeah. exciting to be a trailblazer there for the state as well. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming. We all know it. We see it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. What about, you know, just, just a little bit, a little bit more on, um, you know, the, what happens after the cohort's over? Like, what are you seeing? Are companies raising money? Are they, what's, what's happening? Yeah. So they, so I guess I, I, maybe I didn't quite finish my, my thought earlier. So we do the six weeks of the mentoring program and then we do one final week. Our seventh week is our investor week. So I introduce them to 20 to 30 investors in one-on-one quick pitch meetings in that final week plus pitch night. So, so yeah, they're, they're building relationships with a lot of investors you know, as I said earlier too, some of these companies decide that this isn't the right path for them. So they're still pitching to investors because why not? <laughs> you get the opportunity and who knows, you may change your mind down the down the road. But a lot of them have decided that this is the right path. And so they are, you know, they're building out that database of here's the potential VCs that I would like to meet and talk to. Mm-hmm. And so not only do I introduce them to the ones that I personally know, but I, intru- I, I can connect them 
through the generator network. So we've got hundreds of investors, angels in the generator network. So I will work with them to make warm intros, which, as you know, are really important in this whole world. Oh, super. Yeah. Yeah. So so making those warm intros and being able to say that they've come through an accelerator program, you know, they they know what they're talking about. They speak the language. That can be really helpful in in just establishing those relationships. So, So, yeah, if they've decided that this is the path for them, then I will help them make those connections. If they've decided it's not, maybe they want to do pitch contests or maybe they want to seek SBIR grants or maybe they want to do other ways. I, I continue to work with them for as long as they'll let me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying That's to get, awesome. them, get them the, the funding they need to get going. So That's great. Yeah. And and then post, uh, post-program, actually, sorry, I just totally had a break. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask. <laughs> um, I got to say that the last cohort, I was completely, just from an investor perspective, I was totally blown away because yeah. usually in smaller kind of regional cohorts, maybe there's one or two SaaS companies. Mm, yeah. um, all five, you guys were five, five for five, all SaaS companies last yeah. cohort. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was really fun and kind of a fun surprise. It wasn't really uh, planned. It just, these five kind of came out of the woodwork and I didn't actually even register in my mind that they were all five SaaS companies until we'd like established the cohort and I was like, oh cool. I can find like <laughs> I can actually We picked find- the best and they all happen to be SaaS. Yeah, yeah they all happen to be SaaS, which is is good for them as well because a lot of times you know in these cohort situations I'll have one or two SaaS companies, one or two manufacturing companies. And I I still have to sort of you know, make the content as relevant to all of them as I can, which I think we mm-hmm. do a pretty good job of. And we only have five, so it's not too broad. But in this particular case, I was able to find, you know, people like you and other investors that are, you know, very focused on SaaS type companies and and mentors and, you know, other resources and things that are specific for that sort of, if you call it an industry. Yeah. So that's been fun, but it's, it's not a requirement. And we've had some successful, we've got a manufacturing company that's doing quite well that came through a previous cohort. We've got like a food and beverage company that's doing well that came through a previous cohort too. So it's not a requirement, but it's kind of fun when it just kind of the stars aligned and it happened that way this time. Yeah. So cool. What about trends? Like, are you seeing, I mean, I have my own observations, but I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on kind of Wyoming trends, what's hot. I'd love to hear your, your observations from, from outside, but I think what's cool about what's happening in Wyoming is actually a lack of trend in a way. If you if you mm. discount blockchain and crypto, because that's a clear trend, that's definitely happening. Um, other than that, what I think is kind of surprising to me is how many different types of companies are coming out of Wyoming, which you might expect to see a lot of ag companies. You might expect to see a lot of tourism companies or even energy oil and gas companies or you know, oil and gas don't necessarily seek venture <laughs> funding, but or may, maybe I'm wrong on that. But the, I think... What's fun that I'm seeing is there's companies that you wouldn't expect. So like there's there's photography companies like the one that one of the ones in my most recent cohort. And there is definitely some tourism and outdoor outdoor tech kind of companies that are happening. But every time I talk to people, they're like, oh, I wouldn't have expected that idea mm-hmm. <laughs> to come out of Wyoming. So yeah. I, I would say I, I do see sort of start, I'm seeing trends towards, you know, renewable energy. There's definitely some of that happening. Biochar, I had a biochar company come through one of my earlier cohorts. I actually just judged a a contest in, I met your, your uh, counterpart Latham (laughs) earlier this week when we judged and there was a a biochar company in that, in that cohort at UW. So. Yeah. 
Cool. I'd love well, to hear I, your thoughts on it, though. If this, is you know, I got to say, I kind of agree with the the environmental stuff. I, yeah, I yeah. think generally what I've observed is that there's a lot of themes developing around sort of the, I, I would say, what historically like some of the the, the anchor industries mm-hmm. in, in Wyoming. You know, whether yeah. it's mining, gas. Tourism, yeah. yeah, right. So that, so that's where I've seen a lot as well. It's kind of, it's kind of, I think, a very natural yeah. evolution um, in the tech space there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. If I was going to, if I was going to say there's any pattern, it, it's definitely in the the kind of heritage industries that we have in Wyoming. But again, I think it's it's cool to see some that are, you know, I actually had one cool one come out of an earlier cohort that's like a VR <laughs> security type company. Like it's just, it's surprising. It happens a lot where I'm like, I didn't know these guys existed in Wyoming. And so that's always fun to see. That's super cool. Yeah. What does the future look like for G-Beta first and then just more generally for Wyoming, Wyoming at large? Yeah. So for G-Beta, uh, the immediate future is more cohorts, five more teams, five more co or you know more cohorts coming up, two more in the next year. We're also looking, you know, very early conversations with bringing additional programming here from Generator into the state of Wyoming. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see more presence and more more opportunities. Generator has like arts and music and culture programming and social impact programming and equity programming. So you know, I'm 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 early. I probably shouldn't even mention it, but you know, we're hoping that that might be might be expanding some some programming here. So that would be awesome and amazing. As for like the state of Wyoming, I mean, I think we're just going to see, like I said, polish up the the most improved player here because we're, we're getting this ball built, right? We have to build the ball before we can get it rolling. So I think feel like right now we're kind of like building the ball. One of your other guests also, maybe it was the same, the Riley's, <laughs> we're talking about the soil, you know, building the soil and it, yeah. takes, it takes time to build the soil. And that's kind of what we're, what we're doing now. And I think as we, as we get the, the ball, the soil, nurtured then and it's going to start happening. UW is seeing a lot of spin-out companies get funded lately in the last couple of years or even just in the last year and just I think I think it's it's happening and it's it's maybe not happening as quickly as it would if it was if we had more people behind it pushing this giant ball but but it's happening and I think if you're keeping an eye on us we out. are, we are, and and now I think hopefully if 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 folks are listening, maybe more people are keeping an eye on so yeah, on absolutely. Wyoming. So super exciting. Well, Bailey, I just wanted to thank you for all that you're doing for the ecosystem, your commitment to to earn that you know that trophy for most improved, and and I think it's I think it's really really exciting. I think there's a bright future ahead for for you for G Beta and for Wyoming. So thank thanks you. for your hard work. And not to not to throw you to the wolves, but I must say, if there's somebody, if you're a listener and you want to connect with the Wyoming ecosystem, this is the person. That's reach me. out to That's reach me. out to Bailey Evans. <laughs> She'll give you like the grand tour of who, the who's who. So um, I appreciate super, that. Yeah. I was super thankful for when you did that for me. But yeah. So anyway, thank you for being on the show. Could Thanks you for having me. could you please tell our audience where they could find more on G Beta? Why sure. Cheyenne online? Yep, gbetastartups.com slash Cheyenne. That's uh, the Cheyenne, Wyoming specific program. But you can also find, you know, go to gbetastartups.com and you can see all of the different markets that we're in. And yeah, we'll start recruiting. I mean, I'm always recruiting. You can always apply for gbeta, but I'm start really like officially recruiting for the next cohort in January-ish. And close applications, I'm thinking like March maybe in the early spring. And then the, the cohort will run in the spring for the next one, so... Awesome, Bailey. If you know, if Thank- know of any entrepreneurs, send them my way or mentors or investors. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bailey. Thank you, Les. Take care.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to our podcast page at nextfrontiercapital.com to get links and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop. We'll see you next time. Thank you.